This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with Certified Financial Planner, David Chudik, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast. My name is David Chudik, and I am a Certified Financial Planner with Parallel Financial. And what that means is I help my clients to make the right financial decisions for them for the reasons that are important to them. So if there's anything that's keeping you up at night with regards to your money or let's face it, even lack of money, um, email me david at parallelfinancial.com. That's david at parallelfinancial.com. We can set an appointment. We can meet virtually. We can meet in person if you're comfortable and we can talk about these things. And if there are some steps that need to be taken, uh, we can look at what those are because when it comes down to it, the way that you handle your money, the way that I handle my money it really should enhance our qualities of lives and the lives of those around us. And if that's not happening, let's have a talk. David at parallelfinancial.com. Well, today, as I record this episode, we are in Life Insurance Awareness Month. And LIMRA, which is the um, Life Insurance Marketing and Resources Association, LIMRA designates September as Life Insurance Awareness Month. And life insurance is an incredibly important financial tool uh, for quite a few reasons. And we're going to talk about some of those today. And we're going to talk about some misconceptions about life insurance. So LIMRA has come up with a couple misconceptions that most people have about life insurance. And uh, the first one is that life insurance is too expensive. And through LIMRA surveys, uh, they've decided that most, more than half of Americans overestimate the cost of life insurance by as much as threefold. So what I did, I got some examples of what life insurance might cost. Life insurance is based on age, it's based on policy type, it's based on uh, policy size and rating. So what I did was I took um, a male, 25, 35, 45, and 55 years old, and I just plugged in some death benefit amounts for a 20-year term policy. So if you're a male and if you're healthy and if you qualify for preferred rates, you can get a hundred thousand dollar 20 year term for about 120 bucks a year so literally around ten dollars a month you can get a half million dollar policy five hundred thousand dollars of coverage for about 280 dollars per year and you can get a million dollars of coverage for about 480 dollars a year so about 40 bucks a month so let's think about that 25 year old that has a baby and let's think about if, God forbid, that 25-year-old doesn't make it home uh, and is in a car accident or has COVID and didn't wake up or anything like that, for only $40 a month, this person could know that their family would have a million-dollar uh, nest egg to live off of when this person is gone. Because let's face it, uh, when somebody passes, not only do we lose that relative, but we also lose their paycheck. So if that 25-year-old waited till they were 35 years old, uh, that same $100,000 policy would cost about $131 a year. So not too much more. Uh, most of us can certainly afford $131 a year. A $500,000 policy would cost, again, not too much more, about $306 a year. And a million-dollar policy 
uh, $532 per year. So again, we're talking less than 50 bucks a month uh, for a million dollar policy. 45 year old, $209 a year for $100,000 policy, $648 a year for $500,000 policy, and $1223 for a million dollar policy. So a little bit over a hundred bucks a month for a million dollars of coverage. And then if you wait longer, if you wait till you're 55 years old, <clears throat> uh, $100,000 policies, you know, it'd be about $574 a year. Uh, $500,000 policy will be in the $1,500 per year range. And the million dollar policy is going to be a little bit over $3,000. And by the time we're 55, a lot of us have um, at least some health issues that might, not will, but might make it difficult to get life insurance. So the moral of the story is life insurance can be incredibly inexpensive, especially if you start when you're young and you are healthy. So misconception number two, uh, based on Limra's research, is that my workplace life insurance is enough. And um, according to Limra, the median life insurance coverage offered at the workplace is either a flat sum of $20,000 or one year salary. So again, let's say you're in your 20s and you have a baby. Um, and let's say your salary is doesn't really matter 30 40 50 60 hundred thousand dollars and that's what your life insurance benefit is well let's face it if you would have lived for that whole that baby's whole childhood you would have had your salary times um, however many years uh, you're alive so that one year salary while it might sound good uh, it's really not that much money and it if, if if you pass and if your remaining family has only one year salary to support themselves they really they can do it for a year and then they're gonna have to make some pretty difficult decisions on can they stay in the house can they maintain their quality of life can they keep going to private school because it's not all about the money but life costs money kids cost money lifestyles cost money and life insurance provides that money at the time that it's needed the most. The third misconception that Limra has found through their research is that many people think that life insurance, it's just too difficult to buy. And nearly half of Americans say that they've put off purchasing the coverage that they know that they need because they're intimidated by the process. Insurance companies have gotten tremendously better at processing life insurance applications. Uh, there are insurance applications that are simplified, they're accelerated, they look at the uh, MIB, the Medical Information Bureau report, and a lot of times um, policies can be issued with not very much hassle at all. So don't let your perception that it's difficult to buy life insurance get in the way because in a lot of cases it's not. And then finally, the fourth misconception that uh, Limra's research has found is many people feel that I don't need life insurance until I'm older. Uh, younger customers who do not yet have a spouse or partner or dependents may believe that they can put off buying life insurance. But in reality, life insurance is significantly less expensive for the young and healthy. Buying a policy can protect their financial future and the financial security of their loved ones. So there are things like guaranteed insurability riders where you're, you're able to um, uh, add additional coverage later on, even if you're not healthy. So working with a good life insurance agent when you're young can absolutely protect your future and the future of your future family. 
So what do you think? Do you have some of those misconceptions that life insurance is just too expensive to afford? That uh, the life insurance that you have through work is enough? Or that life insurance is difficult to get? Or that you don't need life insurance until you're older? If you do, email me at david at parallelfinancial.com and let, let's talk about it and let's see, um, see if we can get around to some of those if appropriate for you. And now I'd like to talk about a few things that life insurance can do for you and your family. And we'll talk in detail about a few of them and then we'll cover the others in the future episodes because uh, I'd, I'd really like to have some life insurance, some additional life insurance episodes this month during Life Insurance Awareness Month. So the first thing that life insurance can do, um, and this is the most obvious, is it can provide for your loved ones. So like I said, if a breadwinner or even a stay-at-home parent who's not a financial breadwinner, if they, God forbid, if they don't make it home, the family's expenses still continue. So the rent is still due, the mortgage is still due, the kids still have to eat. Um, car insurance, utilities, all of these things continue. But what did you lose? Not only did you lose a loved one, you lost that loved one's paycheck. So by having life insurance, uh, the surviving uh, family members would then have a pool of money. So let's say that a father chose a father who is 25 years old chose to get that $500,000 policy for only about $280 per year. If horrible happened where that that father did not make it home, um, his family would now have a pool of money of $500,000. And what does money do? Money, and I talk about it all the time, money just provides options and freedom. So that $500,000 is not going to bring the father back, but it does provide some options for the family. So what could the family use the money for? Well, they could take a lump sum and they could pay off a mortgage and eliminate that debt. Um, they can take a set amount out of that account every month to pay for living expenses. Um, maybe the mother wants to quit her job and mourn for a year. Well, this could replace her salary. And let's face it, there are times when if people die from a sickness, uh, they accumulate some debt. Maybe the mother had to take off work to visit her husband in the hospital, and uh, that resulted in some lower income for her, and then they got behind on some bills, and maybe there's some medical bills that weren't paid for. So this money, all it does is it provides options for the family and options give security and security helps us to sleep at night is the day that you lose a loved one is not only the worst day of your life, but you don't want to compound it by having financial issues in addition to um, the horrible sadness of losing a loved one. Another thing that life insurance does is it helps you to leave a legacy. And what do I mean by that? Well, think about how you want to be remembered by your family, by your loved ones, by your friends, or even by an organization, a church, a charitable organization, um, a college, um, anything like that. So life insurance or any insurance really for that matter is just money paid out at a triggering event. So in the case of life insurance, 
the death is a triggering event. And when that happens, uh, there are many grandparents or many parents that want to know that let's say their kid's college is paid for. And then maybe when, when the child or grandchild is in college, uh, they have that positive memory of their relative who made the proper plans to make sure that uh, the college goal could be achieved. So leaving a legacy is very important to a lot of people. Um, when you go to hospitals and you go to universities or, or nonprofit uh, organizations and there's a building uh, maybe named after, of some, after somebody, oftentimes that that um, was paid for when the person passed away with their life insurance and that benefit was was left to the organization and that's how we leave a legacy and as we get older leaving a legacy or the thought of being able to leave a legacy is very important to us couple other things that life insurance can do and we'll get into these in a little bit more detail in a future episode but life insurance can supplement your retirement planning so certain types of life insurance develop cash value and if those policies are structured properly they can pay out a tax-free benefit um, while you're still living so many investors choose to have in addition to their iras their investment accounts they choose to have permanent type life insurance um, as a, um, a hedge against tax rates going up and also as a conservative portion of your portfolio now these get complicated and make sure that you're working with an agent who knows what they're doing um, and who structures it properly so that you don't have any issues as you get older. There are times when policies are illustrated with way too high and unreasonable of a rate of return inside, and that can jeopardize the policy as you uh, get further along. Um, protecting your business. As a business owner, you need to protect your business. Uh, let's say that you are a business partner in a partnership, and um, what happens when one of the partners passes away? Well. The other partner, more than likely, if they weren't planned for, the other partner is now a business partner with, with, with your family. The only way to, to now become the sole owner of the company would be to buy the family out. Now, if you don't have those funds or don't have the ability to borrow, you may now have a business partner that you really did not want or ever intend. So many businesses choose uh, choose to have what they call buy-sell agreements. Businesses uh, can use life insurance as a tool in many ways, and these are the things that we need to think about while we are healthy and while and before we actually need it. So again, make sure that you're working with an agent or a planner who has access to numerous companies and uh, who is experienced that can help you to plan for these business issues. And finally, I want to make sure that you are doing the insurance reviews periodically, either on your own uh, with the agent where you got your policy or with your independent financial advisor, because as your life changes, so does your insurance needs. They change as well. Um, things come up. Beneficiaries need to be changed. Um, amounts of insurance may need to be changed. If your health has changed, it might be time to exercise a, a conversion of a term policy to a permanent policy that may not require evidence of insurability. 
So if anything that I just said sounds like it's a foreign language, then guess what? You need to talk with your insurance agent or to your financial advisor to see if any of those make sense. Because life insurance is not something that you should buy once and never think about again. It's something that needs to be updated and you need to understand what you have so that you can make any changes that uh, that may be necessary as your as your life changes. So with that being said, I make this offer to anybody. Email me, david at parallelfinancial.com if you have life insurance and you would like maybe just just some explanation or someone to point you in the right direction um, i can do that if it's in a if you live in a state where i am not licensed uh, i can point you to the direction of somebody who is and if you feel like wow i would sleep better at night if i knew that i had some life insurance do the same thing email me david at parallelfinancial.com uh, that's David at parallelfinancial.com. That's that's if you're just uh, you you know you know you need to take that plunge, and you need to get some life insurance to either protect your children so that you know that they can they can maintain their quality of life if something happened to you, or maybe you know that you have one team member on maybe you're a business owner and you have one team member that if they didn't wake up tomorrow, your business would really struggle because maybe they bring in a substantial portion of revenue as a salesperson or as a manager. And maybe you're not sure if you need to have key person insurance uh, for that person. Or maybe you need an executive bonus plan for some of your key team members. Uh, these are the things that many of us don't think about, but life insurance is a tremendous, tremendous tool. There's almost no other financial tool that can have a greater return on investment. So with that being said, please check out our website, www.weeklywealthpodcast.com. Uh, we have the roadmap for financial success that you can download and you can listen to any of the past episodes. And we wish you a blessed week.